I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It wouldn't be the uh, second to last episode of 2023 without leaks. Leaky McLeakersons. Normally going into holidays we wouldn't have shit to talk about and we would just kind of move on now we got a problem yeah honestly i i i had to leave things out when normally i'm scrounging to get things in yeah normally matt's like hey you want to hear about financials (laughs) yeah this time i'm like well hey you want to hear about financials but a different way (laughs) Uh, and even the other stuff too like a lot of a lot more like uh Studio closures and other other things like that. It's a week, a week for Gamers Two Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests. Get any weird uh, peaked interests this week? No. Not really. I mean, like, I have peak disappointment. Does that count? That's fair. Does, that, does it count losing Yamamoto to the fucking Dodgers who paid $1 billion over the next 10 years for two players? Yeah, that was the uh, funny headline I saw, which was, you know, the Dodgers spent $1 billion. All the other teams combined were less than $900 million or something like that. I yeah. The, the exact and wording. But it it was... is, yes, there's a lot of things around the numbers and whatever, but. Yeah, butter knife. Uh, yeah, butter knife and make it look like how you ever you want. That was you know, butter knife is one of my favorite things in sports because I find it hysterical and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jake had a butter knife take the other day, where he's like, uh, "Oh, that that something about that two million seems real fishy with yada yada." And I was like, "It's not a two million hit on the cap, so like it, whatever. I don't, I don't really know what you want to." Mm-hmm. What do you do? It's all legal. It's not like it's a question of if they have the money. So yep, it's not going to be a question for ten years when they start to pay sixty eight million, and then you go, what will, it, will they do? Do they restructure? Or do they whatever? Uh the low key, um, also questionable sports related thing that happened was uh, the Saudis now own McLaren. I did not see that. Yeah. They uh, bought the controlling stake in uh, McLaren, and uh, which obviously includes the F one team. Um, yeah, because all my other my other sports stuff was spent uh, fantasy football playoffs. Yep, it's a big one. And because I'm in the semis now, I think in my one league, 
and then uh, soccer and the sadness that is Manchester United. So, what happened to them? Oh, they're just they're just playing like shit and being terrible. And they, clearly, I need to load up an FM twenty four save and lead them to glory to just to feel yeah, just feel, feel my little... normal sanity. Yeah, that's fair. They're literally, the the equivalent of the I can fix her or I can fix him girlfriend. Yep. That's just me looking at Manchester United like, I can fix him. <laughs> I can fix you, baby. And then, I, and then I, I do it in football manager, and I go, okay. This is the easiest job in the world in football manager. I appreciate my time. I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started playing 24 yet. I do have it installed, but I just, I've had so many other things that have been playing that I'm like, I don't really, and I, I don't have anything clamoring to me yet to, to start a save. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that I'm going to want to sit down and do it for a while, and I'm like, I got other things I want to play. So the uh, itch hasn't quite made yeah. an appearance yet. Yeah, because I'm going to want to sit down for like a day and be like, I'm just going to play Football Manager. Yeah, but at the same time, I think taking a year off is going to, might do me good. Maybe kind of like reset the. Maybe urge. you'll get the itch next week. Maybe you never know. Yeah, probably not. All right, guess not. Fuck me then. Damn. Well, I just won't be home for, you know, enough of it. Mm-hmm. Sure, I mean, there's there's chances. Don't get me wrong. There's always a chance that I just, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I don't know, 10 a.m. felt like a good idea to start a football save, and then you show up, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this? <laughs> As you walk in, and I just have my notepad that I keep over here out just marking down, like, okay, if we do this, and if I move, if I buy, and I'm just marking down all my future, uh, all my notes that I take during football manager saves. That... The old notebook. But yeah, you want to hear about new releases? I might as well. How about a new release? A new release. Rough oh. Justice 84. One. For the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Flying Solo. And then the fun part would be me to list out all the things that didn't come out this year. You know how long that list is? Wait, we could do a whole episode on that. I, I could do an episode of me just reading names. It would be 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so. so. There was a quick, like thing of you know games that were initially announced for like 2023 you know stuff like division heartland and whatever and i'm like i'm not doing this i'm not even cherry picking this list because it's too many games i mean it's satisfying in a way that we all year we've been like yeah that's not coming out yeah that's not coming out yeah it's not coming out oh yeah it, it's well, <laughs> matt and nate's realism scale welcome to this game getting announced oh 2023 ain't no fucking way <laughs> nope Staring at Suicide Squad? Nah, absolutely not happening. Like, no, no, it's totally happening. We're like, what? No, it's not. Why are you? Why are you even trying? Just delay it now. Announce the release date, and then literally within twenty four hours, delay it a year. Yep. <laughs> Save yourself the time. Ah, uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking. I'm thinking odds, because I mean, let's be fair. It was one game. All right. It I would say it odds. It wasn't a long list for me. And then I saw the formatting of oh, your even thing. And I, I went finish that. And I went, I am not fucking reading this. <laughs> never finished it. All right. Never so number fixed one, it. Yeah, go ahead. Key Studios has acquired the multiplayer group from cloud technology firm Improbable for $97 million. Founded in 2018, MPG is known for its focus on multiplayer games. The game, or sorry, the company provides services in full and code development 
and has worked on titles such as Fall Guys, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Starfield, which is a weird thing to think about. MPG's leadership team will remain the same post-acquisition. It's weird to have the name multiplayer group. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And then work on Starfield. Yeah. That was a weird one. Um, I had a hard... 97 million is missing a whole zero for me being excited, though. That's the where, that's where we are with acquisitions and tech companies. You're missing a zero for me to be like really spicy about it. It, I don't have like a frame of reference anymore. Like I'm it's used hard to, to I'm used to billions. Yeah, it's hard to like. Now sometimes I'll see a figure and I'll be like, "Wait, is that a little or a lot?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, if I'm getting paid it, it's a lot." But really, that doesn't take much. Yeah, <laughs> you can be pennies on the dollar for what you give me a lot of money for. Oh, but yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's a it's a bad thing, right? Because it's technically like rapid inflation and and devaluing of money in an entirety, like of a viewpoint for us. Mm-hmm. But to just be like, yeah, my Blizzard Activision got bought for sixty nine billion dollars. What? And then go, and that new truck is eighty thousand. Actually, and what I did can't it for afford me? Either mm-hmm. one of them. what did it for me the most recently was the article you sent me on twitter about microsoft buying land which is in here so we'll get to it oh yeah but i was reading it specifically sent that one to you yep i was reading that and i was like looking at the amount that they paid and i'm like is that a little or a lot (laughs) yeah so for fun you want to if you ever want to have fun (sighs) as just you know you're a bored hobbyist i don't know you got nothing else to do at home you're not even looking to buy a house, but you just want to have fun. Yeah. Go to Zillow and just play Monty Hall. Like, listen, you got Christmas time is coming up, holidays, whatever. You're probably going to have family around. Have one person with a laptop plugged into the TV open up a page on Zillow and just hide the price. Show everybody images. And then play over under on who can guess how much that house is worth based on what you saw, where it's located, and the amount of land it has. And I guarantee you, you'll never be correct. Even close. So there's a Twitter account. I bring this up because you mentioned the Twitter thing and the the money and value, right? Housing market's already fucked. We know that. True. Uh, I mean, at least in terms of like values through the roof. So I guess would that be a seller's market, right? Yes. Um, Mega corporations buying homes market. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Buy homes, destroy them, put up apartment buildings, move on. Um, they There's a couple Twitter accounts out there. I can't remember what this one was. It might have been Zillow, Zillow Diamonds or Zillow Randomness or something like that, where it would just find these listings on Zillow. And post them. And they're, yeah. they're like ridiculously styled houses, like circular ones or, you know, whatever. And this, the one that I saw today was a house in Pennsylvania. Okay. I believe, I can't remember if it was listed as a four bedroom or not, but it was on four acres of land. Mm-hmm. And it is in the land, which is to say that you can mow your roof. Hobbit. Kind of. It had a front door and a back door. So it, it literally was As just... As do I. It had... It, yes. And I'm not going to continue that thought <laughs> process. 
Uh, but it had it had a true like there was a porch, and so I mean it literally was just that you could mow the roof, but it still had a flat front entrance and then a flat back entrance with like a porch, and then there was a basement that had a, a walkout underneath that porch. So like you, it was all still just grass around it. There was no like patio at any point. But it was just this thing, and there was like it was weird architecture inside because it was kind of circular in order to make it fit, whatever. Right? I'm having a real hard time picturing. I know, this. I know, it's terrible. What's it's, this? What's this website called? It was it was just a Twitter account that oh. that grabs Zillow purchase. What's the Twitter account called? I I have to. I can probably find it later. Oh, all right. I'll Google. There's that a few. Well. If you Google Zillow on Twitter, I'm sure you'll find a few accounts that do basically this, where they just go grab random ones. All right. But the fun part of this is four acres of land. Everything I just told you. It's not that big of a house, because I don't. I think it might have been maybe two bedrooms. Zillow gone wild. It might have been that one. And it might not be far down where you find one that's grass. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. So, are you? Are you? Do you see the price of it? I haven't yet. Okay. Don't look for it. Okay. I want you to guess what the price of this is, and this is the this is the holiday game I'm going to play at some New Year's party, probably. Okay. Um, it's a it's old. It's yeah, got, it's got the pink bathroom. You know, it's got all the. I didn't look at. There's no photos of unless that's also included, or is this a different post now? Mm-hmm. Might be in a different post. Yeah, I am. Okay. Ah. Oh, there's multiple posts about this house. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to follow that account. That's a wild one. It's a fun one, just to every now, every now and then just look at. Yeah, in case you know you want to. What do you think it was sold, or what do you think it was listed for? All right, four acres, a weird house. Were the outbuildings a part of it? Because I saw some solar panel, solar panels on some of the other. I didn't see anything mention it. I didn't like go look at the listing either. In this market, I'm gonna go five hundred thousand, four hundred sixty-five thousand. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even have a frame of reference for what's good and bad anymore. I mean, me looking at that, I'm like, that's $60,000. You would think in some cases. They're like, no, what if you added a zero? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, the problem now, too, is that land has become inflatedly priced. Right, which I think is, you know, correlated, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just like, it's there's insane. A, there's a plot of land for sale out yonder. I The one that was up for sale last year as well. Is that the one you're talking about? No. On the way up here? No? No, okay. that that one's always for sale. They're fucking always selling land over there. This one is, is between... Uh, it's past where the house was that we were talking about before. You just go further down that road. Okay. And and on the left it's between it's between two uh two plots with houses on them. Mm-hmm. And I know the person that's selling it. And or like the, the realtor, not the owner of the land. And I know who's selling it. I'm I was looking at it and I'm like, it's gotta be I can't eyeball an acre. Let's be fair. Yeah. I can't eyeball one. It's gotta be three acres. Okay. So like you put a house on it, you're gonna be you'd be far enough away from the one to the left where you'd still have some privacy, but you'd be a little bit budged up on the one on the right, and the one on the right's not exactly a pretty house. 
So it's like, nah, not great. Yeah. Not terrible. Not great. It's already like it's it's already lined with trees. There's no it's not like you'd have to go in there and do a lot of bulldozing or anything. Like it's already pretty flat in there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could you could easily get that and then probably have a relatively easy time constructing a house if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, yeah. I haven't looked at what the price on it is on it, but I'm like, yeah, three acres. If it's more than ten grand, I'm gonna puke. And I have like a terrible feeling that it's seventy. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's probably like sixty to eighty thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, it's kind of wild. If it was, if it was like my pastime that I like to do is I'll look at, I'll look at these houses and these pieces of land and stuff like that that are for sale, and then I'll look at the price history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like oh. you'll look at when it was like listed in 2020 or 2019 yeah. or something and it's like, "Oh, you wanted a quarter of that." The real kick would be to go go start looking at like plots and then like modular homes, mm. being like, "What land size and this house gets me plus $200,000 if I was to just go buy it together somewhere." Yeah. Because that still goes back to the house that's uh, for sale across from the gas station that is clearly cracked out and needs to be destroyed. Yeah. Somebody put a new porch on it. That's so random. They they clearly put in new 4x4 four four posts and an awning off the front porch. And I'm just, I drove past it the other day and went, why? Maybe it was like collapsing and they just had to do it or? Collapse the entire thing then. <laughs> you already ripped everything else in there out. Wild. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Moving on. Pretty ranting. Number two, video game music publisher Materia Matera. I'm gonna go Matera. Music has acquired Australian gaming record label Boss Battle Records. I think you were right the first time, but Materia Materia. Yeah, there's an I A. Materia. Yeah, whatever. Founded in 2017 by Fabian Malabello. Boss Battle Records supports game composers and artists whose work... What was that over there? That was Malabello. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Whose work has appeared in titles such as Star Wars, Metal Gear Solid, Honor of Kings, Pac-Man, and Apex Legends. Materia, or Materia, Materia... Music. <clears throat> it's just material without the L. I know. It's it's really messing with my brain. <laughs> Materia. Matera. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> records and Boss Battle Records have been in, in acquisition talks since 2019. Seattle-based Materia Music will expand uh, Boss Battle Records catalog via physical media and merchandise through the acquisition in the next year. The new year. I'm always curious with a place that's like a video game music publisher, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to get a gaming record label, Boss Battle Records. Like, just just think about both of those things for a second. Thinking. That's not like a regular music label. That is specifically a video game music publisher mm-hmm. and a gaming record label. Yeah. that That exists. Those are a thing somehow. It's like we're a lot of places, you know, hire Bear McCreary. I'm thinking of the God of War track at this point. And they do their own thing. And it's like, yeah, Bear McCreary did the God of War soundtrack. And you're like, okay. 
And then there's these guys that exist. And you're like, what the fuck? So I'm very, I'm curious what the physical media and merchandise ends up meaning. Yeah, that like one threw me a little bit too. So you know Mondo, right? Yes, Mondo. With yes, printed the Star Wars poster behind you and the Witcher, the Witcher one over here, and, and one my Spider Man one downstairs. Yeah. And I need to get another one to replace that because yes. that needs to get burned. Um, it's also in like a two dollar frame, and I th- that was in my I don't appreciate art, and that doesn't deserve anything more than a two dollar frame. But let's be honest, I need. To I mean, at it. the time. At the time, yeah. Now, oh, fuck it. Now it's, you know, we should probably just roll it up and put it in a tube and let it sit somewhere. I, I honestly might just throw it out. No. Someday. You never know. You yeah, never know. I do have a tube. There's a, two tubes over in that corner. I don't know if you can see them that are just full of posters. Yeah. Including the Modern Warfare 2 27 by 40. That Modern Warfare 2 one I really love because it is the cover of Modern Warfare 2 from, ba- from back in the Modern Warfare 2 yeah. in 2011 or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's that. And on the backside was they did a Time Magazine cover, like of that game's news era cycle kind of going on. It just looks so cool at the time. Yeah. Still does, but uh, yeah, I need to I need to put up some actual. I haven't found anything that they've had recently where I've been like, yeah, that's really cool. But when I do, that's one hundred percent coming down and going up there. Uh, anyway, Mondo does vinyl sometimes. Okay. Or they'll do like the Last of Us vinyl or whatever, right? So they get I don't know if last I don't know if they've actually done a Last of Us one. They might have, I don't remember. But they will they give you the it is a record that is, you know, you can play it. It has the soundtrack from the game on it. The cover of the vinyl is all done up in their pretty art and beautiful, you know, nice quality, everything. Mm-hmm. And then I believe some of them they also uh cover the vinyl. So like they do an art, an art disc essentially. Yeah, and it's like those are really cool. Like I have no, I would be so hard pressed to take the plastic off of those vinyls because I one don't have a record player, two don't care to. If I'm going to listen to music, it's just more hassle for me because I don't. If I had a smoking jacket, a cigar lounge, and liked drinking bourbon on the rocks. Then I'd listen to a vinyl. <laughs> I, I was literally having a, a conversation with people today about listening to vinyls, and because there's a there's a guy at work who's an audiophile of sorts. Okay, he's, yeah, you know, record collector and all that yeah. good stuff. So I it's just funny that we're having this conversation. I just don't have the the passion the, for it. Not, not the passion, because like I kind of like the idea of like yeah. getting, getting a modern record player and being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's doing the thing, but I just don't listen to music that way. Yeah, like even if even if I just really enjoy music, I'm gonna go put on a nice pair of headphones that are noise canceling and just sit yeah. there. But I'm not gonna. It's like the whole put a needle down. That's too much. But I really like the art that they do. Sometimes I'm like, I don't. I'm never gonna. I wouldn't want to take it out. I would want to just like leave it mm. in its prettiness and then put it like on a shelf of. Oh yeah, look at this one. Look how cool that is. All right, we're gonna put that back now. Yeah. And then I and then I go to my head. What's the fucking point? The only way I would listen to records is if I had a record jukebox, mm. and I would mm. preload it with all you know various records that I enjoyed. Yeah. So that they were ready to go, and I just had to go boop boop. And you get the nice, the good old arm comes yep. out, picks it, sets it down. Exactly. Purposely audio built in scratch. Yep. So f- physically, it doesn't actually do the little click, but you do hear that. Yep. 
I don't want to set the world on fire. There is something that, that's really the other, that's satisfying. The other, that's about, the other problem, though, is I would immediately like my go-to songs would just be all Fallout record songs. Yeah, and it'd be really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> there is something very satisfying about setting a needle down on a record. Sure. Yeah. Oh, oh, you big guy. I don't know why that just that felt sound, weird, right? Just, I don't feel right coming from you. Number three, James McCaffrey has died at the age of 65. The actor was diagnosed with multiple melanoma, a type of bone marrow cancer. McCaffrey served as the voice for Max Payne across its trilogy. Most recently, he voiced the character Alex Casey in Remedy Entertainment's Alan Wake 2. McCaffrey's non-gaming roles included appearances on TV series such as Blue Bloods, Bluff City Law, and She's Gotta Have It. She's Gotta Have It. There was somebody else, too, that I thought recently died. Do we cover them, though? Not that I know of. It was another gaming person, I thought. Um, or, you know, another person that's done work in games. The yeah, the guy. Well, there was well, the not guy, Lance Reddick. There was the guy from um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Brooklyn. The I can't remember chief. His name. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name either. But the chief from Brooklyn Nine Nine to pass it, and then this guy. So then I was always, I'm always in that. Uh, everything happens in threes. So yeah. Who's next? Pick me. Uh, <laughs> You're not a celebrity. Sorry. <laughs> oh fuck. Got me. Number four, Tencent has shuttered Team Kaiju, a North American subsidiary of the Timmy Studio Group. The U.S. studio was established back in 2020. It had been working on a AAA multiplayer title and was overseen by former Halo and Battlefield leads Rosie Zagorcheva, Zagorcheva and Scott Warner. With the closure of Team Kaiju, the unannounced game project was also canceled. Additionally, as per their LinkedIn profiles, uh, Zagorcheva and Warner have moved on to work at new game studios and projects. Another one bites the dust. It would be named Team Kaiju. That's yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like that should be a Japanese studio, but it's yeah, fine. sure. True. True. That's fine. Number five, the main time for our entire thing. A ransomware group has published 1.67 terabytes of content from Insomniac Games following a breach last week. As Cyber Daily reports, the Residia, Residia ransomware group stole data from the PlayStation Studio on December 12th. It put the data on auction for 50 bitcoins, or roughly $2 million at the time of sale, with a week's deadline before releasing. Uh, the data. Bless you. Oh, excuse me. Earlier today. Uh, some of the data was sold to an unknown bidder, according to Cyber Daily. The 1.3 million files included Insomniac's release schedule up until 2035, details of unannounced games, and personal employee details. It also featured a massive amount of information on its upcoming Wolverine title, including gameplay footage, level design, its plot ending, and its characters and cast. The breach revealed that Sony has reportedly signed an exclusivity deal on X-Men games with Marvel up until 2035. Uh, according to IGN, according to Polygon, 
Documents relating to unannounced projects by other PlayStation Studios, such as Guerrilla Games and Bluepoint Games, were also included in the leaked data. Now, I will say this before we go any further. Leaks suck shit. They are horribly illegal. I really don't want to talk about this too much. Uh, But we are a small enough podcast where we're not really giving ground to anything like, you know, an IGN or whoever constantly reporting on, hey, here's where you find everything. And not that IGN's ever said that, but there have been a few that have been like, here's where you can get the Wolverine. And I'm like, yeah, we're not really going to talk about that. What the fuck are you guys doing? So we'll we'll give you the the skinny. And then mainly our opinion on it, if anything changes. I mean, for me, let's put it this way. Going even we'll go as as recently as the GTA six leaks. Not the ones that were right before the trailer, but the ones that were like the year before. Remember when that footage got leaked to the guy like in the convenience store walking around and everybody's like, oh my God, is this real? And yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. I don't give a shit. Any leak you're going to get is going to change by three months. Yeah. The majority like- of what we're going to talk about is in is um is the inner workings of Sony more than anything else. And <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, I'm annoyed that it happened to Insomniac because I've really liked them as of late. Mm. They've been doing a lot of good things. And, you know, really leaks just need to stop happening in general. However, you know, hacks are hacks. Hopefully whoever did it gets punished. Yeah. But, you know, here we go. Yeah. I mean, twofold issues. Um, Better security. Uh, but also the repercussions for people who do this needs to be more needs severe. To be steeper. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's jump into it real quick. Uh, we are going to cover the leaked roadmap real quick, um, because I do think it's kind of ridiculous. So, uh, Venom in 2025, Wolverine in 2026, Spider-Man three in 2028, X-Men in 2030, Ratchet and Clank in 2032, and then an unannounced IP in 2035. That's a lot of superhero stuff. See, I I saw you guys having this conversation about being a lot of superhero stuff, and let me let me put you in the spin, the, the no spin zone. Let me go back to Riley here real quick. No spin zone or Devil's Advocate? Weren't they the same? Essentially, depending yeah, on, depending yeah, on how Riley viewed things, I guess <laughs> from a certain point of view, um, Devil's Advocate is more true. Because we're not putting spins on anything anyway. Uh, Venom, I assume, is going to be uh, like a well, mile well, well, one, we knew it was coming no matter what, based on Spider-Man Two. Um, but I'm assuming it's going to be Miles Morales in size mm-hmm. because I just don't know how. Based on the way you play him in the game and the way that uh, like powerful he is and whatever, I really don't know what you do. To, to make it more entertaining than a Miles Morales type game. Like, Miles Morales, I thought, was cut short for what it should have been. Or, like, could have been, I guess. But because it was just setting up the next one, I could see them doing the same thing where they do a Venom, and it's just a little thing, and they kind of, like... Where you, you play it to the point where you're going, that could have been a DLC. But it's like it's just that it's just bigger than a DLC, but not big enough yeah. as a full game, and sets up Spider Man three. Yeah, I mean, my assumption is it probably started as DLC, and then we're like, "Wow, we got to we got we a little do, bit we can too do much. enough to yeah. get out of it and and be like, we'll sell it for forty bucks. It'll do bonkers. People will be pumped, and here we go. Yeah, uh, 
Wolverine we knew was coming. That's been announced for a while, so that's not 2026. That makes sense. I mean, that's Wolverine was the one that they got the deal with years ago that we've just kind of been waiting on. So that's not nothing surprising to me. Marvel Spider-Man 3 in 2028. Again, I'm not surprised. The thing that makes me surprised is 2028 and me going, is that a launch title for PS6? Based on rumors, yes. Well, or is it a year later? Or do they do double launch? Like, it releases on the 5 and then it gets an upgrade to the 6 or whatever. Because that's, so, a, that's, a, that's an 8-year window from when uh, this generation, this current generation launched. Which is about the time we start turning over. So, later on in the rumor roundup, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth. but. Xbox, based on rumors, Xbox is planning for 2026. And they want to be first. Right, which makes sense, but they're also not doing a pro. Yeah. Because they're already, well, they're already in their pro series. I don't know. I I'm, guess... I'm in the rumors that they're not doing a pro because mm-hmm. they're already in their pro series. Because the fucking... The Xbox, Xbox, Box, Box is better than the Series S. I think um, so. They're in like that weird. I think we're basically about to not be in a two step anymore. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into it more, but yeah. So I can see that being a launch title or a launch year title. The Marvel X Men. I'm kind of like whatever. It. There's two things about that. One, they could be attempting to actually do Suicide Squad or like Justice League style type thing well, but they can also. It could also get canceled, and I wouldn't bat an eye. It's going to get based off of whatever they do in Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Or it would also be fun if they actually gave you a... Remember the old school, like, Ultimate Alliance, four play, up to four player, like, co-op games? Yeah. Like, that would be so much fun if they could nail... If they were able to nail that with modern things. That'd be awesome. Um, I'm going to skip ahead real quick, because since we're... God we're... damn it. Well, there's not much to skip ahead to. One of the one of the big leaks was uh, Spider-Man multiplayer that was canceled. Yeah, but if you look at the concept art, I could very easily see them switching gears and turning that into right what you're talking about. And even then, it's still six years away. Yeah, a lot of things can change, and a lot of technical improvements can be made to actually allow that to function much better. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, Having seen these leaks and these roadmaps and stuff, I think I think that is the the point. So I think they do these roadmaps, and they're just kind of like I, like there's I, no. I think they are as much as you t- wrote down a, a index card three by five and went this maybe this year and just shoved it on the wall so that way if if they walked into if they stumbled into any good decisions up until then they'd be like okay we can pivot and move things around yeah and then if they get to a point where we go we don't really know what we want to do like okay we have a bucket of story ideas here that we can just pull from and keep going exactly like i don't put much weight in in these roadmaps i think the roadmaps are what exactly what you just just described uh new ratchet and clank in 2032 is actually kind of wild only because of how long it'll have been since we got rift apart Mm-hmm. So that's that's a massive time between two Ratchet and Clank games. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of like also, that idea. Also, I think it makes sense. I don't think they sell that well, uh, but I think they are awesome when they come out. Like, that's the other problem. Yeah, they're kind it's, of like an iconic franchise. And so, they're very good. Yeah. Rift Apart was great. Like, I mean, I wish more companies did that sort of thing where they 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 sparingly release your IP. Yeah, hey, Ubisoft. Stop. <laughs> uh, and then Ubisoft unannounced, just do the exact and then, opposite of what you're doing. An unannounced IP in 2035. Okay, good news. Hey, I'd like to tell you when there's an unannounced IP in 2034, 33, 32, <laughs> 31, 36. Unannounced IP in 35 is the one of the worst things you could pull out of a leak. They're just hey, like they, they plan on releasing something. Okay. <laughs> They're like, all right, well, at this point, we'll just come up with something. If they, if they, it would be more impressive if they said, absolutely no way are we doing a game in 2035. And then I'd kind of be like, what the fuck does that mean? Why would you ever write that down? <laughs> Why would you purposely just refuse to do anything for a year? Um, all right. So before Marvel's Venom, Spider Man 2 will receive a series of free DLCs Beetle Invasion, Extreme Carnage, and Spider Verse Anomaly. Yep, and those all just make sense based on what you did in the game anyway. Uh, now we're going to get into like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Sunset Overdrive, Insomniac... Spider- to be fair, Spider-Verse Anomaly could potentially just be a banger in general. Oh, yeah. Um, Sunset Overdrive, Insomniac's Xbox console exclusive from 2014, netted the studio $567. The title made a net $49 million. It cost... $42 million to make, and then adding in marketing and other costs means the studio just strictly broke even. It's a fun game. There's some other leaks about the whole Insomniac IP, but it's basically just, I think, Xbox has like the right to two sequels if they choose to option it, something along those lines. Um, Resistance 4 was planned at some point and then canceled. Yeah, um, again, not surprising, really. Yep. And then we got a shit ton of sold through numbers, like hard numbers of PlayStation games sold. And sold through means they they are in players' hands. Like they they literally bought, like they actually bought them. Um, they're broken up by fiscal year. This first group is fiscal year twenty twenty one, and it's predominantly PS five games. And this is this is to date. Yes. Well, I think it's accurate up until um, it changes based on the grouping, but um, I think February of 2023 or somewhere around okay. there. So almost missing a year's worth of data. Almost. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it depends. It's a year to six months in that range. Okay. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was 2.3 million. Um, MLB The Show 21 was 1.6 million. Ghosts of Tsushima, and I'm almost positive that number is much higher in the later iterations. Yeah, because they started putting it on everything else. Ghosts of Tsushima director's cut was one point one point four million. Returnal eight hundred and sixty six thousand. That's not surprising. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection was three hundred and twenty nine thousand. Also not surprising. Death Stranding's director's cut two hundred and ten thousand. So the quick thing to note there. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart makes sense. I don't believe the show makes sense. I think I think that number went up. Ghost of Tsushima uh, is that specifically the director's cut, not the original. That's that seems high to me. The director's cut? Yeah. No, because it's the PlayStation Five upgrade. Okay, so you think they're okay? 
Yeah, that's and that's where I'm about to go with this. I think that's what is included there. Returnal being 866k. One, it wasn't f- for it was a it was a very pretty game, but it wasn't fully fleshed out as far as people were concerned for a roguelike. And it was one of the first ones that they were charging seventy dollars for at launch, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were were scoffing at it. Yeah. Uh, followed by Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection being 329k is almost more surprising to me because if everybody that had PlayStation got it for free to begin with, yeah. So who bought it? And then Death Stranding Director's Cut, well, again, I think because it's Director's Cut, I believe that's the PS5 version move. And uh, mm-hmm. listen, you had enough time to research Death Stranding at this point, and if you want to do Walking Simulator on PS5, well, that's on you. All right, next is uh, Fiscal Year 2020 games. Um, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales at 10.1 million. The Last of Us Part Two at 9.6 Ghosts of Tsushima at 7.4. Uh, Demon's Souls Remake at 1.8. Sackboy A Big Adventure at 1.2. Predator Hunting Grounds at 778,000. Any of those numbers shocking to you or interesting? Uh, I'm guessing Predator's number is higher because it, it was on PC, and I think a lot of people were playing it on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these uh, are... I believe it. Wait, I believe it was on PC. I might be speaking out of my ass about that one. Most positive. I feel it like was. it was. That's why I, I believe like mm-hmm. Bruce and them were playing it down when they were all yeah. streaming it. Yeah, I should I should mention these do not include PC copies yeah. sold. Um, we'll get to those later. Miles Morales being the number one in there is is as far as I'm concerned correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have thought Ghost of Tsushima would have been a little bit more, um, but only being off slightly by Last of Us is pretty good. Demon Souls being that high, Sackboy being that high. The Ghost of Tsushima number, I think we knew already. We did. Mm-hmm. That's come out from Sucker Punch before. Yeah. Uh, but, oh God, man, every time, every now and then I think back to Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> I'm like, it was so good. I literally was thinking about it. Was it today or yesterday? I was like, I just want another game like Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <clears throat> um,. All right, well, let's jump into what they consider catalog games, which are pre-fiscal year 2020. <clears throat> Spider-Man, 22.1 million. God of War, 20.8 million. Which is the also the 28 ver- 2018 version. Mm-hmm. Um, both great games. Yes. Horizon Zero Dawn, 19.2 million. Great game. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. For, to, for to, uh, be a, to be a new a IP. Mi- a million off of God of War's Rebirth. Yeah. Um, Uncharted 4, A Thieves' End is 18.6 million. The Last of Us Remastered, 18.4 million. I believe that. This one kind of surprised me. I And the funny thing about The Last of Us Remastered, I fully believe that because that is them counting... Uh, PS4 sales, mm. which I think when the PS4 became so much more attainable for, even though the if you look at the sales numbers, I believe technically at the end of PS3 and 360, PlayStation 3 ends up uh, ahead at the end, yeah, like by month to month, like they were growing. Um, but then they do the transition into PlayStation 4, and everybody that missed it on PS3 went, well, I'm just going to buy it for like 20 bucks and go nuts. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? There's, it, was, it was a good game. There's two on here that really like kind of shocked me, and um, the next one is one of them: Gran Turismo Sport at 12.7 million. 
I mean, it's wild. That's wild to me. It's just straight up. Yeah. Uh, the Uncharted- that, that also might speak to the fact that there is not another Gran Turismo. Yeah, it could be a time for like thing. ten years. Yeah, <laughs> that that was your only option. Could one hundred percent be a time thing. Um, Uncharted Collection at nine point six million, which is funny, given that the legacy of is not even. Yeah, I don't know. It just man. there was a trend. So there was a lot of charts, a lot of um, internal uh, uh, slides that leaked. And one of the grouping of slides was them tracking essentially franch IPs, franchises, and their sales. Mm. And it was it was super interesting. It almost it like just from like a quick little glance, it almost was like yeah, doing these side side games aren't worth it. The sales are always abysmally low compared to the main the right. main stories. All right, where was I? Bloodborne at. Seven point four million. Days gone. Seven point three million. Ratchet and Clank at six point nine million. Which is the twenty fifteen one? I think so. Where the movie came out. God of War three remastered, five point five million. Wild. That is that's that, a, that's the that's the between that and sport, except sport I could say years, but God of War three remastered is got a nostalgia, maybe? Yeah. Um, Detroit Become Human, 5.4 million. I still have so many fun memories of that, too. Yeah, that was... Sitting <laughs> sitting on your living room floors, we're all deciding things, yeah. and everybody going, how could you possibly choose Blah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Little Big Planet 3 at 5.3 million. Uncharted The Lost Legacy at 5.2 million. Infamous Second Son. Which, at- that's got to be pretty good for Lost Legacy. Yeah, that is actually really good. Um, Infamous Second Son at five million launch title. This that's, is the one. That's the only reason I think that that's at five million. By the way. Oh yeah, this next one shocked me as well. Because look what's underneath it. <laughs> it doesn't shock me for well, it doesn't shock me by its number. It's the one that sho- after it that shocks me more. Yeah. So Drive Club, four point seven million. Now that doesn't surprise me only from the part that there have been a lot of people that I've run into recently. Or not not so much recently, but like over the years. Like I knew you were one of them when we played it back when it came out and everything. There were a lot of people like, Yeah, it was really good. And again, I have the mix between what was your other option to race on PlayStation? You didn't have one. Mm-hmm. You had Sport, which apparently did bonkers, and then you had Drive Club. <laughs> and I don't know if it was a mix of people also just pining for a I- I don't know, but a YouTube video came up that wasn't like a small YouTube video. And pe- well, people have modded it now, too. And they're like, Drive Club had the best driving dynamics of any ra- modern racing game. That's, and I've heard that a lot, too. And I was just like, I never felt that. I felt like I was on a rubber band. Yeah. But that's a, you know, that's a me thing. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, connoisseur of racing games to truly know the answer. I, you know what? I don't know either. We'll never know. <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> um. Death Stranding, four point one million. Yeah, I don't even know. It's one of those where I hear that, and part of me goes, "Man, really? Four million people played that game?" And then another one goes, "Only four million people played that game for the amount that they were putting into it, and they jerk off Kojima." And then, and then when you go, "Yeah, but what is the game?" And you go, "Oh, yeah." Well, like I feel like we're crazy because, like. We know. To be fair, we are. Yeah, but like, 
we we complain about everyone jerking off Kojima all the time. Yeah. Well, we I also continue. I think there's a reason. We are like, okay, we don't get the Death Stranding thing. Yep, still don't. And then we find this number where it's almost dead last on this list of PlayStation sales. But you would think, if you didn't know, like, you would think this game was, like, up there with God of War. Yeah, you'd think it did 15 million easy. Yeah. And and that's why I feel like I'm fucking insane. Right. And I think the problem is that, guess who guess who loves him? I mean... Like, in, in, in general, who do you think loves him? And the answer is is going to be in the in the way that do you think it's critics or the audience? Oh, it's a critic thing, and it's right. also like it's one of those things where like the the loud minority are the people who are like, oh, he makes the best games, you know? Yeah, like, and, it's, and you get to the you very quickly reach the point where you if you saw an audience score versus a Metacritic score, and not just of like the the score because the the game itself is fine, mm-hmm. but from an enjoyment level of like this is a piece of art that does blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, if you talk to anybody that wants to play like a game, like if you, if you take your average game consumer, right, which is not us. Well, it's actually closer to you at this point. Yeah. Cause you don't play anything, but it shots fired. It's the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be semi ridiculous in how I say this, but forgive me for anybody that wants to cancel it. It's the person that comes home from work, child, whatever. Mm hmm other responsibilities and they're like i maybe have an hour to two hours yeah it's the epitome of the casual gamer i want to turn my brain off i'm lucky if i have two hours and i just want to beat the shit out of some bad dudes and go to bed yeah well what are you not gonna do walk around literally with fucking a baby strapped to my chest and the entire fucking oil slick fucking enderman following me around the entire time just being confused there's nothing that entices you to that game except for the fact that they're like they got Norman Reedus in it, and you're like, I don't, what the fuck do I care? And then it's like, oh, I want to do some races. I'm gonna get Drive Club. Yeah. Oh, I want to beat some people up. I'm gonna play Second Son. I want to have an adventure game. Uncharted's pretty good about that. I want to solve some funny puzzles. Little Big Planet's pretty good. I want to beat people up more. God of War. <laughs> I want to beat up robots. Horizon. <laughs> I want to relive my days of old Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's wild. All right. Last on the list was Until Dawn. Like, like wait until this, not the same type of list, but like, wait until you see the sales for the Metal Gear collection of like the remasters. And people have to have a hard realization that they need to not. <laughs> but, or, even, but even those, those are edited in like a level format. So you could just actually sit down and be like, I'm going to play a couple levels, save and be done. Yeah. It's, right. the, it's Yeah, I know what you're thinking. And it's the same thing that's in my head. That new horror game might bomb. Commercially. The, my thing with the horror game is that it's gonna be it's gonna be Death Stranding. It's gonna be like a game similar to Death Stranding, but I bet it'll sell better because it has so much fucking. It has way more hype going for it than Death Stranding does. It needs to be closer to PT. Was yeah, it's more approachable. It's like it's more you know it's PT. It, it, or but, people will think it's PT. Right, people will think it's PT. But I when I say it needs to be PT, I mean like it needs to be that contained, not open nightmarish. I say open nightmares, open world nightmare where it's like, yeah, just wander around. Like, no, no, no. Put them in a town where sure they can just go in all these buildings. But like, dude, you've got to edit yourself. Yeah. If if Jordan Peele does not rang you in, we're not you're not having a good game. For real. Critically, best game of the year. Oh my God. Like, no, it's not. It's not even close. Some fucking indie game will come out with it'll only be literal a sticky note simulator where you write down a sticky note and then stick it on a piece of paper. And that'll be a more enjoyable game loop somehow. And the critics will be like, that's terrible. And everybody will be like, this is way more fun than whatever that is. Uh, and Keely will be crying in a corner when he has to give the award of game of the year to the sticky note game. Oh, uh, he'll rig it. <laughs> um, just up there flipping cards. And <laughs> <laughs> um, until dawn, three point nine million, which is crazy that that's j- barely point two away from Death Stranding. Yeah, again, a fun gameplay loop in the same way that Detroit is, where you get to have that like, oh hey hey, dude, listen, it's like fifteen bucks, go play it, enjoy this like movie where you like kind of pick the ending and you pick where you make choices and whatever, and then we're gonna compare and see what you did versus what I did. Who'd you kill? I want to know. Oh, yeah. Wild, man. Like, it's a fun conversation. Yeah. Can you imagine if you and I both played Death Stranding, the conversations that we would have had? <laughs> It'd be like, do you know what the fuck's going on? No, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Dude, how did, how, did you, like, you, you know, you walked out of the base, right? 
and then you just walked for a while, right? Right. How and long then, did you walk? How long? How, long <laughs> how many steps did you get in? How many steps did you get in? What was, your, what was your step count at? Did you lose any ladders? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? All right, let's What's hit that up. baby doing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's hit up some PC sales numbers. Our high, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn sold three point three million. Days Gone sold one point seven million. God of War sold two point five million. This is all on PC. Reminding uh, the Spider Man Remastered sold one point three million. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection sold four hundred eighty three thousand. Uh, Miles Morales sold 450,000. Sackboy, a big adventure, sold 62,000. Makes sense to me. Um, I kind of thought the numbers would be more, but it's it is, you know, it's Here's the problem. Yes, they would. If they released them the same time as console. Yeah. Because they wait so long, specifically like on the Miles Morales one, right? Everybody knows Spider-Man 2 is on the way. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of people that are just like, well, I'm just going to get that and uh, you know, I'm not going to buy this and then that. Like, I'll just wait. Uh, what, what's waiting, you know, blank five more months? Yeah. All right, some more stuff. Any PC port that requires less than $30 million to develop only requires email approval to get funded. So you just got to be, hey, I want to port this. It's going to be 20 mil. And I just, then, uh, I wonder, Sony I wonder, execs like go for it via. Home. I wonder what that translates to. Yeah, like what what game can you take and say this would only take twenty million here? Like what you know, like it's Bloodborne fifty, which is why it can't happen. But Hello Kitty Island Adventure is fifteen, so it just happens. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what the scale of game is. Or does it change, you know, does, is it how it's made? Whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, an internal PlayStation strategic slide expressed concern that Microsoft will be able to leapfrog Sony's current pillars following the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. In the document, Sony admits Activision, Activision Blizzard will be a big strategic value, particularly when coupled with Game Pass. Sony sees the combination as a, quote, massive threat to PS Plus, end quote expecting it could result in a $1.5 billion annual hit to the revenue Sony makes from their service. Sony also expects Activision Blizzard to give Microsoft a big boost in the PC, mobile, and live service markets. Sony admits that their PlayStation pillars are, quote, already dated, end quote, and behind the competition, but also says the perfect game subscription remains elusive. I just like a quick summary of that entire paragraph. Hey, that doesn't look pretty good because our own house already looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, somebody built a new house nearby and that's going to kind of hurt us. Um, It's going to hurt. It's going to impact PlayStation Plus. Okay, so make it not suck. Yeah. There's a quick idea for you. Don't charge for the first newborn of your of your consumers and actually give them value in it. Um, Insomniac is actually under pressure from Sony higher ups to get costs down. Marvel Spider-Man two costs around $300 million to produce around three times the $100 million budget of the first game. Recent communications also indicate Insomniac is under pressure to keep their headcount down. 
Earlier this year, the studio projected it would surpass 500 employees, but in September, Sony issued the directive that headcount couldn't exceed 470 people. And later, documents from November indicate Insomniac is looking to remove 50 to 75 people strategically. Amongst all this talk of cost-cutting, Insomniac mentions that other teams under the PlayStation umbrella are getting hit, and that, quote, there will be one studio closure, end quote. Um, the leak includes a detailed breakdown of the Spider-Man 2 budget, in case anyone is curious. Um, it's it's pretty interesting. Breakdown by, like, teams, and how much, like, the headcounts were, and how much each each team costs, and all this good stuff. Um... Is there anything you want to say about about uh it's wild to me that it costs two hundred million more dollars to produce. Um and I do think that there are as much as I love Spider Man, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Spider Man two, I platinumed it. It was it, everything in it was so impressive from the fast travel to the movement to the flying to the combat to just everything felt so good that there was never a time where you where you were playing that to me I went I don't I want to put it down for a while. Like I never I never had that. It was more of like I'm going to force myself to take a break because I will sit here for 16 hours if I'm not yeah. careful. Um so I'm surprised it cost 200 million more. But at the same time they clearly really polished it to to do that. So it, is it 200 million dollars of polish versus Spider-Man 1? I don't think so, but I think it is also the first time that they're doing a lot of the new tech things like that. I mean, you saw the fast travel thing where they all of a sudden fast travel and there's not a load screen as much as you fall into the world flying where you you said Mm. to go. Um, So I think a a lot of it was probably them developing new tools on new architecture to, to make things work. At the same time, I think there are missions and other things that could have been cut out of the game and you wouldn't have blinked. Yeah. Like why the why there were MJ missions at all. I don't know. Um, the thing that I left out too was that um, Insomniac higher ups are afraid of how much the next game is going to cost to make. They are anticipating that their next game. Um, I think they referenced it as like if they were to make Spider Man three, that they think it would cost three hundred and fifty million dollars to make. Mm. Interesting. I wonder what they think Venom would face because I think Venom can be cheaper. Oh yeah, I would. I would hope the Venom's Venom's main thing is that you need good destructible environments. Um, oh, iPad decided to turn off. Um, Sony plans to bring PS Plus to mobile, PC, web browser, and smart TVs. I would hope, and they should get moving on that. They should have already had it, and I don't know what that means at the same time. Yeah, and um, does that uh, mean you're only going to be streaming to your phone? I don't know. Random I mean, PlayStation games. I don't know at this point. I don't like know. use PS Now to like what. I would assume that's what that means, but I, I don't have faith that that would work well. No, neither do I. Um, Again, do it on PC, though. Yeah. Give yourself a PlayStation launcher on PC. Yeah, honestly, PC should be the first fucking one you'd, you go to. You'd kill. Put up a PlayStation store, PC launcher, that's all your marketplace, whatever, money. Yeah. And then finally, there is just so many more leaks, so you could probably find something that floats your boat if you're into that sort of thing. Um, we mentioned Spider-Man multiplayer that was canceled, but there's a whole slew of concept art, which is actually pretty interesting. 
Um, and then there was a ton of slides. There was a slide comparing uh, potential Days Gone 2 versus the potential of another Uncharted game. And it was like a cost-benefit analysis type thing. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Sony hates Days Gone. They kind of do. It's really funny because the cost analysis is basically like Days Gone would be cheaper to make. Days Gone 2 would be cheaper to make. And it could be done in less time. And the the Uncharted one was like, yeah, this is going to require way more people, more money. It's going to take longer. They have a Kojima problem. They do. They do have a Kojima problem where they just they they've perched Naughty Dog so high that they refuse to see the problems. Yeah. So let's talk about number seven because I'm I'm done with Insomniac now, or well, not done with Insomniac. Done with done with the leaks about them. Google has agreed to pay $700 million to Shohei Otani. Oh, that's not what that says. Has agreed to pay $700 million. You just like, you just put a whole new angle on this, the, the, both of those <laughs> money amounts, like for those t- two respective parties. <laughs> I would ask you to never do that to me. Again. <laughs> I like that you just never had even contextualized that for a second. Now you're like, wait a second. <laughs> This is fucked up. <laughs> Google has agreed to pay $700 million in an antitrust settlement with the U.S. state attorney generals. Among the changes being made to Google Play, Google will allow alternative pricing promotions and billing options over the next five years, as well as making users aware of competing prices on other apps. Third-party apps will be allowed to be installed on other stores for seven years, and Google will let some apps, like Netflix, inform users of better prices without linking to an external website. Google also plans to streamline sideloading for developers, letting third-party stores use API for assistance. Google will pay $629 million to consumers that were victims of to overpaying for apps and in-app purchases after taxes. $70 million will go to the 50 state attorney generals, attorneys general include what? Attorney generals included in the lawsuit, and $1 million for administration charges. I kind of enjoyed the monetary breakdown at the end. Being like, this is how much each party's getting. Yeah. And it's also what I kind of wanted. <clears throat> so I'm I'm okay with it. I kind of get what I want. Of yeah. Still have your store. Allow them to do whatever. Help them out. And then just be like, hey, listen, you want to pay over here? You pay over here. Hmm. But, you know, I'm sure they still have, like, the security thing. Where, like, if you want to play in our store, you still have to follow our security rules. Yeah. And we're, we still want a payment option in there. But, yeah, you can link out to somebody else if you want. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Number eight. Activision Blizzard and California's Civil Rights Department have reached a settlement over the latter's accusations that the company had become a, quote, breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women, end quote. The CRD announced the agreement between the two organizations, um, which would see Activision pay just shy of $55 million to cover direct relief to workers and legal fees. Approximately $46 million of this uh, total will go to a settlement fund for compensating workers affected by toxicity and discrimination within the company, primarily women who were employed or contracted by Activision Blizzard in California. Um, between October 12, 2015 and December 31, 2020, the agreement also states that Activision will distribute any excess settlement funds to charities that are focused on advancing women in the games and tech industries or promoting awareness around gender equality at work. 
The Call of Duty publisher has also agreed to retain an independent consultant that will evaluate and make recommendations in terms of training materials, promotion policies, and compensation, and it will continue efforts to make itself more inclusive for staff and applications uh, from underrepresented uh, communities. Activision Blizzard has also released a statement claiming the CRD has withdrawn all of its allegations from the original lawsuit as part of the settlement. I love that part. They made a point to be like, yeah, we're not admitting anything by agreeing to the settlement. Yeah, yeah, all the typical legal. Yep. Well, I guess that's over until the next one. Yeah. Also seems like it was kind of a pennies type solution. Yeah. Knowing how much money these companies have. Yep. And how fucked it probably still is there. Yeah. I think we do need to get, as a whole, a little bit more heavy-handed with the uh, fines. Yeah. They got to see some Bs in there. I don't want to see these Ms. Millions. Chump change. Throw some Bs in there. Or at least three-digit Ms. Yes. Plus five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got to be 500 mil or more. Yeah. Bobby Kodak. Bobby. Good old Bobby will resign after more than 30 years as the CEO of Activision Blizzard. In a formal announcement to employees, the executive said he would be leaving on December 29th. Merry Christmas. As reported by The Verge in an internal memo sent to staffers, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer said, quote, the leadership teams for Activision Publishing, Publishing, Blizzard and King will remain in place with no changes to the structure of how the studios and business units are run. End quote. However, there will be a few changes primarily at the Activision Blizzard executive level. Spencer said that Activision Blizzard Vice Chairman Thomas Tipple, Chief <laughs> Thomas Tipple, <laughs> Chief Administrative Officer Brian Bolatow, Chief People Officer Julie Hodges, Chief Legal Officer Grant Dixon, and Chief Financial Officer Armin Zerza will stay through March in order to wrap up the company's transition to Microsoft. Spencer added that uh Oh man, Humam Sakini, vice president, uh, or sorry, vice chairman of Blizzard and King, will be exiting from the firm at the end of December. Meanwhile, Lulu Cheng Mirzeve, executive vice president of corporate affairs and chief communications officer, will leave by the end of January. The remaining Activision Blizzard executives, including Blizzard president Mikey Barra and Activision publishing president Rob Kostich. We'll report to Microsoft's game content and studios president, Matt Booty. Uh, interesting. A I liked of, a lot of shuffling. I like the decisiveness. They essentially lopped off the head of Activism Blizzard and then just slid it neatly into Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Oh, uh, all these roles, you're no longer needed. Matt Booty, replace them. <laughs> all of them. You're in charge now. Uh, Glad to see Bobby's gone. Good riddance. Um, also glad to see the only... Uh, I recognize the other names, but mainly was the chief people officer, Julie Hodges. Mm. Uh, because I remember quotes from her during the hearings of a harassment where she was basically like, nothing wrong is happening here. And there were a lot of, a lot of backhanded, terrible quotes coming out of her. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seems like they literally just m- nuke the entire C-suite. Yeah. And then... Um, which... I guess there's probably no reason for the C-suite to exist anymore because it sounds right. like Xbox wants to totally integrate them in. Yeah, it's like, hey, no, no. Mm-hmm. This is ours now. Yeah. Take your shit. Which, I mean, I can't... That kind of insinuates what we were hoping would happen, which is they're 
they're like breaking up the entities a little bit. Activision's its own thing. Blizzard's its own thing. Yeah. King's its own thing. Yeah. And they all report to Matt Booty. And I know inside of Blizzard alone, they promoted... uh, We talked about this during BlizzCon, but when they started spinning up uh, the idea of going to what I presume is an 18-month release cycle instead of a uh, 24-month release cycle. The WoW roadmap's in here. Oh, okay. So what <laughs> I what I presume is going to become an 18-month uh, release cycle starting at the War Within. Um, and in order to do all these multiple teams and all this content delivery faster and everything else, they promoted a bunch of people internally to new like team leaders. So now you have some of the people that have been there that are like, hey, you now have this and you're doing this for the team. And like, they're trying to almost um, containerize the workforce, I guess is the, is the technical way that I want to say it, where they just have teams that are very good at their thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And we're going to put one person in charge of these teams or like, you know, how to interact with these teams to get what their team needs to push an entire like feature forward and stuff like that. Yeah. So it it seems like it's going to that they're in the process of doing a lot of streamlining to be able to sp- at least print out that content in terms of uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, exciting stuff to be honest. Uh, we'll see in a few years. Yeah, time will tell. Number ten, a Wisconsin family has agreed to sell one hundred and four one hundred <laughs> four hundred and seven acres of their land, which includes a local pumpkin farm attraction, to. Microsoft for a total of $76 million. The land, which also includes the land of giants, pumpkin farm and a nine acre corn maze neighbors, another 641 acres of land purchased by Microsoft already. So if you're doing the math at home, that is 1,048. Uh, And that was from the village of Mount Pleasant. And that cost them. $99.7 million. The end goal for Microsoft is to build a data center campus in the area in which it plans to invest over $1 billion. I'd love if they left up a corn maze somewhere. If they don't leave the corn maze, it would be fucked. Just like build up this massive thing and then have corn maze. And then then just off to the side, like feel the dream style. Just have like an entire amusement park that's just a corn maze. So and it's all Microsoft shit. Here's my problem. I you went the positive route. Field of Dreams. Great cornfield reference. I it's the best cornfield reference. Whenever I hear of cornfields, I immediately go to my childhood, which is watching Children of the Corn. Okay. That's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Science which is, is the other one. Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Children of the Corn is not really great for uh, a child. No, dude. No. no. You know what else isn't? Hellraiser. That's <laughs> true. Uh, Science has a cornfield in it. Yeah, I got, well, I've already told a cool story about Science watching Science with the the old girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, you remember that story? It's a yep. good story. Yeah, but yeah, no, Field of Dreams is the uh, like the happy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the that's the obvious one. Yeah. All right. You know what time it is? A rumor roundup. Multiple Elder Scrolls spinoff proposals from Obsidian were turned down by Bethesda because they said, and Nate quotes himself here, if you did this shit better than us again, we'd be fucking screwed. <laughs> okay. That's the only thing I can think where they're like, hey, can we uh, do like another Elder Scrolls thing? And they're like, absolutely not. 
because we're gonna we listen. We yeah, give us ten more years before we can actually get out the next one. Yeah, you just can't cause you, just because you guys can sprint it and get it done quick, bastards. You're gonna make us look bad. According to a senior lighting artist, Arcane's Blade game will use death loops and Dishonored's two void engine, which you know just makes sense. It does. The next Xbox will be released during 2026 and will be powered by a Zen 5 CPU and not by a Zen 6 CPU as the sixth iteration of the Zen architecture will not be ready by then. Microsoft is planning to release the next generation Xbox earlier than the PlayStation 6. The hardware may be less powerful than the competition, but this would not only make it cheaper than the PlayStation 6, but it would allow Microsoft to release a more powerful hardware revision down the line if they decided to go pro. Yeah, that seems to be the whole point of the article was that the the rumor is Microsoft's philosophy for the next Xbox is they want to rekindle the Xbox 360 generation. So they want to be out first. They don't care if it's less powerful as long as it's cheaper. Yeah. Here's here's my kick for them doing that. If that's what you want to rekindle, you still have to be more powerful than your Series X. Yeah. You have to not do what you did now where you release the S and the X. And the S is less powerful than the Xbox One X. Yeah. And technically, an old generation is a step in between. You can't do that. You need to be more powerful to still force everybody forward, but maybe not as powerful as possible. Yeah, I mean, I do think this tactic is better than this. is is obviously better than the Series X, Series X tactic yeah. because they they kind of shot themselves in the foot. Again, me, Phil Spencer, Matt Surway, and Matt Booty in one room. We solving all the world's problems in gaming. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Can we buy Ubisoft? <laughs> Phil, I got, Phil, I got an idea. Buy and make me head of Ubisoft. They, which you know, what's interesting is they can't. They can never. They can never buy Ubisoft now. No, because Absolutely of the fucking not. streaming rights thing. Or it's the best way to buy them. Oh, hey, you're managing our publishing. You want to do it anyway, in house? Here you go. Uh, that would be wild. That would be a whole other lawsuit that they would never be allowed. Yeah. That's kind of wild, though, because, like, would what if Sony tried to buy Ubisoft? Like, would that be a regulatory thing? It would probably have to be written in such a way that they're like, you also still can't show favoritism to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, hey, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe in getting signed into this, did they save their independence until they crumble? That's what I was thinking. Or you know what it is. You the, the people who are gonna buy Ubisoft now is the the Saudi gaming fund. They're gonna come in. What if GeForce? And, what if G- Nvidia does it? And oh, that's wild. That's a wild one, actually. Or Epic. Epic would make a lot of sense. Epic, they already have partnership with. <clears throat> Epic would make a lot of sense. Um, Nvidia would be wild, but I would I would be like, you know what? I'll, fuck it. Let's. Let's light the world up. Right, let's see what happens. <laughs> the video already tried to complete ARM, and the ARM transaction is not happening. four times the amount of money they would have to pay for Ubisoft. They could buy Ubisoft and like they still buy ARM later, but yeah, oh, Nvidia is like an Apple, Apple like level now where they're just like they, they just that, drop. They don't ca- have that much money. But. Yeah, but they're getting there. They just <laughs> drop cash and just be like. They walk into the courtroom and they're like, uh, no, this this is the money I was going to hand them. Yeah. Can I not do that? <laughs> Staring at the judge like, do you want a stack? And the judge is like... Just, I just cut half this pallet off and give it to you. There's like half this money came from China. And? 
Do you like money, sir? Ma'am? Uh, Tom Henderson has said that the Call of Duty 2025 is currently in development and as a direct sequel to Call of Duty Black Ops 2 being set around 2030. 2030. Hopefully they do actually take a year and, you know, take their time. Yeah. And hey, there was the ro- WoW roadmap got released. Yeah. Um, That's not in Rumor Roundup. Never mind. That's not. I'm going to fucking tell you about it right now, though. Shit. <laughs> All right, 2024 roadmap. It's a pretty loose roadmap. It is very I'm, loose. It, I'm a lot happier that now they do these roadmaps because now you can actually have an idea mm. uh, of, you know, yeah. if you're uh, somebody looking at WoW going, oh, you know, kind of, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Uh, Seeds of Renewal, which is going to be a winter. It's the winter time. Yeah. Well, that's, no, no, that's out now. Yeah. This okay. winter. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure that that's what we're talking about. Yep. Um, or I should say that is that is mainly out now. Uh, I believe mo- that is sorry, that is not out now. That is technically winter of 24. So yeah, that is January, February. That's when the point five patch drops. I forget we're in point two right now. Yeah, we're ten point two point five. Yep. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what that means. There's like a death flag as 10.2.6. I'm assuming some pirate bullshit. Okay. Pirates. Nobody, they haven't said a damn thing. And everybody's just like, you doing some pirate things that we've been, we've been guessing pirates for, we thought the next expansion was potentially going to be pirates. Cause there's been a lot of pirate things showing up and like mm-hmm. data mind and whatever. And then, then there's just, just this. And everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? Um, spring brings season four. Uh, Dragonflight Raids Revisited. Yeah, this is all just bullshit. So PvP season, Mythic Plus season, Open World Rewards. This is where everybody's going to be like, cool, we don't care. Because Darkheart 10.2.7, Time Running. So this is the interesting thing. So Time Running Pandemonium in... Do you have it pulled up? Yes. Okay, good. You're the wild person. You can do this. <laughs> in Time Running Pandemonium, the... None of this has been detailed. Is the is the problem? This is the most detail that we have. Yeah. So everybody's guessing, right? Yeah. yeah of course. Time running pandemonium. Back in Pandaria, they had a thing called challenge mode dungeons. Okay. That was like an early precursor to kind of what Mythic Plus would kind of be, mm-hmm. except in uh, in challenge mode dungeons, you were at a set timer, and you were gear was equalized, and it was just how fast you can go. It was at a set level. Get it done as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got, for completing them all or whatever, you got a certain armor set, like transmog visual thing that, that you cannot get anymore. They t- they left the game when challenge modes went away mm-hmm. after after that time. That sounds cool. So the the thought is they're bringing them back during this like event that there will be a challenge mode-esque thing again. That I what I'm hoping for is I'm hoping they do what they did similar to people are going to complain about this, but whatever they're wow players, so they're already obnoxious. The when they did the Legion time walking like two years ago or whatever it was, maybe it was more than two years ago, it might have been the last expansion, and they added Legion into time walking so you could do the Mage Tower again, which got you certain transbox for doing a uh, uh, difficulty level thing again and. 
you could go back and do Legion Mythic Plus because you get specific keys to do that and still do the current season or whatever, right? Um, what I'm hoping is that they're going to just have this open for like a a month or something, and then every time that Pandaria comes up in Time Walking, that that is also now available or something. Like they're gonna or whatever they do, just to like keep it kind of always recurring again, but maybe not have it open permanently. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Interesting. Uh, you want me to just keep going through this? Yeah, sure. Uh, Harbinger Quest, don't know. Troll and Draenei Heritage Armor, that will be interesting. So the way Heritage Armor works in the game is you have to have a character, so like a troll, right? That from the existence of that troll's time has to have been a troll. Because you can do race changes. Yeah. But you can't race change into a troll and then go do the quest because you need to be exalted with the the race and be level 50 or 35. I don't remember what they changed it to. I think 50. Um, And then you get this quest to go get like specific looking armor that only trolls can wear once you've completed that. So it's a, it's basically a, you're loyal to being a troll. Now go get the troll heritage armor. All right. I like it. So that and horse, horse people drain. I will get one too. There'll be a new holiday event. Don't know what that's going to be. So we'll see what that is in the spring, I guess. War within beta starts at the same time. Uh, then we do the pre-patch in the summer, which brings in war bands, which is the thing I'm most looking forward to. That's when they, they start going to that cool loading screen with your characters and they start making your whole account one big thing. And I'm like, yes, give it to me. And I'm happy that's a pre-patch item because that gives everybody a lot of time to kind of clean everything up, get used yeah. to it, and, and get ready to go in. Um. New world events, obviously, which will probably be great leveling. Dynamic flight comes back to the old world, so all that new speed flying is now going to be in the old world stuff. Uh, Guilds getting updated and uh, modified for how warbands and everything else will work forward. And then in autumn, well, between summer and autumn, which is a very, this is a very interesting timeline. Because this tells me between summer and autumn, you're looking at like a September release date. Mm Mm-hmm. Based on where that banner is, yeah, and the word summer and autumn. So I'm thinking like a September release date, right? So here comes the new campaign story. The expansion comes out, delves, hero talents, the earthen come out, all the you know typical expansion stuff, and then looking at the point five update in autumn. So uh, a September release with an October early patch, or a September release with a November early patch, one of the two. Mm-hmm. So that's my guess. I feel like so that. I feel like September typi- release is BIS, just for the record. Is what? Is BIS, best in slot. That's where, like where you want to be. Because Okay, that doing, was what doing that was what re- I was gonna say was I feel like recently a lot of stuff has released in later and like November and Right. October and, would also be okay. But September to me seems ideal for a while because you don't really you can't WoW run players in, you can't run into holidays. There's no way. Yes. WoW players, you're very you're to in my eyes, you are like the quintessential WoW player where like you always play WoW, but you you also play <laughs> got a badge of honor somewhere that says that the quintessential WoW player. <laughs> but you also play other games and and big game releases. Yeah. So like having a WoW, um, like either a big WoW patch or an expansion releasing in November is like a pretty big inconvenience for you. It definitely can be. 
I gotta start a football manager save. Like, what the fuck? I can't be rating. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like so, I, like, especially next year with Football Manager 25, we're going to a new engine. Mm-hmm. I got priorities. So you stick it in September, and you're probably frothing at the mouth at that point because you can you can play WoW for like a month or two. Uh, for the most part, I also know there's a bunch of things coming out next fall. But yes, <laughs> there's it's it's September, which still gives you it gives you the most time to like. I don't care about playing over holidays mm-hmm. because. I'm not competing in the race world first, so I get, I get to just still enjoy my time. Yeah, playing at like my house mm-hmm. or whatever. There you go. Maybe I'm missing a day or two or whatever. But the the guys are like pushing up against Christmas, doing all the raid, and not not allowed to spend time with their families, or they're doing the this raid. They were did the raid over Thanksgiving, so they did like a whole Thanksgiving feast while they were at the raid. Like there was a bunch of stuff like that where it's it's the it. Let's just move it forward and not have that be a thing. Yeah. Putting it in September, I think it just lets literally everyone enjoy it more. Yeah. October, you can get away with too, but it's nicer just to do it in September. Yeah. Like right after Labor Day or right before if you want to be real nutty. All right. You either go go right before Labor Day and get that Monday off if you're depending on your work. I know not everybody gets that day off. But you either do it then, or you do it right after, and then that still gives everybody like, "Hey, this is out. You got a couple weeks to get leveled up, get gear, and then we start doing the raid and we start going." All right, that'll be cool to see. Now for the questionable things that we didn't write full paragraphs on, but Ooh. some of them are pretty long. So, suck Buckle a bitch. Up. PlayStation will no longer be removing over 1,300 Discovery TV shows from its platform next month due to an updated licensing agreement. <laughs> due to a bunch of people bitching. Yep. And threatening to sue them, probably. Uh, this next one, I, I, I could have stuck it with the Blizzard stuff as well, but I didn't. But um, uh, Microsoft has appointed Jill Braff as head of Bethesda Zenimax Studios. Formerly a consumer research manager at Nintendo and director of marketing at Sega, Braff was cur- or also currently serves as general manager of integrations and casual games at Xbox Game Studios. She was, she was her her movement was included in with all the other executive movements because it was, I guess, a part of the oh, okay. of the puzzle. Um, this one's interesting. Microsoft will be removing Windows Mixed Reality in a future operating system update. The decision includes the Mixed Reality uh, Portal app, Windows Mixed Reality for Steam VR, and Steam VR Beta. Kind of sucks, but no one was probably using it. So, the 18-year-old responsible for last year's GTA 6 hack has been sentenced to an indefinite hospital order. A judge said a judge said that GTA 6 hacker posed a high risk to the public. A mental health assessment found that they, quote, continued to express the intent to return to cybercrime as soon as possible, end quote. And I believe they were also hacked while, or they did the hack while in police custody. It's fucking amazing. I think they were in like a, a motel or something under police surveillance or police custody, and that's when they still performed the hack against Rockstar. That's amazing. And so it's like, yep, I believe the term is hospital prison. This next is a shocking number. Human Fall Flat has shipped 50 million units since 2016. Good. That's a big fucking number, and they deserve that. Yeah. The the game is awesome. It is. It's fun. It's awesome. It's very accessible. Two? 
can't wait. Yeah. We still we never played all of the, the first one because they released a shit ton of additional no, yeah, content. We didn't, we didn't play the most recent stuff. Sea of Stars has seen four million players in four months, which is also pretty impressive. Yeah. Versus Evil announced its own closure on social media, and head of production Lance James confirmed that the indie publisher's entire team has been laid off. Versus Evil was founded in 2013, acquired by Tiny Build and its QA studio Red Cerberus in 2021. Uh, Versus Evil's first major project was The Banner Saga. Uh, The company went on to help publish a variety of titles. I remember Banner Saga. First Contact Entertainment has announced its closure. The LA-based studio shared a statement on social media citing a lack of support for VR within the industry as the main reason for closing. Twitch saw a 3% decrease in viewership for November. PS5 has sold 50 million consoles worldwide. It achieved the fee on December 9th, 2023, which means the PS5 is tracking just one week behind the PlayStation 4. Doing good. 22 Cans has pulled Goddess and Goddess Wars from sale on team on team on Steam. The company attributed the removal to an upcoming technical change to Amazon Web Services. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority will resume its investigation into the mobile browser and cloud gaming sectors on January 24th. The probe was held back uh, in May due to complaints from Apple and Google and a disagreement with the UK's Competition Appeal Tribunal. Activision Blizzard is ending its hybrid work model for QA staffers next month. QA workers were advised of the decision on November 30th. Activision Blizzard will offer severance to employees who end their employment due to the new mandate. According to a new infographic shared by Bethesda, Starfield has been played by 13 million players. The average playtime per player is around 40 hours, which is very hard to believe. But that seems I can, really I can high. see it. I mean, the averages, I, think, I believe that was compared. Do you, ha- you don't have the comparisons, right? Of just I don't player. have the whole thing. Um, there are other ones that you're like looking at Cyberpunk and yada, yada. And it's like, yeah, the average is around there, like 47, 40, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like 40 makes sense to me for what I, I like. I stopped at 20, but I wasn't even. If you got derailed at all in that game or did whatever, like I could easily see 40 being the average mm. because I can see people either getting to 40 and stopping or being like, like some people, they're like, I spent so much time in this game. It was ridiculous. And I still don't either feel like I scratched the surface or I know, I know some people played multiple playthroughs. And that's true. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? What, what do I not understand? <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, Death Stranding's iPhone and Mac release has been delayed to 2024. I must have blocked it out of my mind that it was... I, I didn't even hear what you said. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Bloober Team, the studio behind Silent Hill 2 Remake and The Medium, has announced it has signed a deal with Skybound Entertainment. The only details known is that the Bloober Team will develop a new title uh, on the IP owned by Skybound Entertainment. The title is codenamed R. And is expected to launch in 2025. Yar. And that be it. It's been seven days. You got anything else? Uh, not really. Um, 
still chipping away at Simrig, uh, ordered the seat, acquired the seat, um, ordered a seat slider because uh, that seemed like a good idea. Um, and then I will be, you know, assembling it, the seats and all that good shit, probably this weekend. Can't the, wait. The plan is to get it in a working order. Um, I took the week after Christmas off, as did you. And, uh, you know, the plan is to, to set it up, tune it, you know, get all the settings all bleh. I can't wait because the moment the moment you have it ready and that you're like dude that's that's race against each other, I'm, I'm signing up to PlayStation Plus and we're going GT. I mainly because I don't want to go get my racing wheel and bring it up here to get a set of running. Yeah. Actually, wait, is a set on PlayStation? It's not modded, but I don't know if Aseta is ACC I, is. I know ACC is, but if we're gonna if we're gonna race on ACC, I'd rather just race on GT. Mainly because I already own it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll figure out something about that. Yeah. Uh, everything for me has been the same. There's nothing really to talk about. It's been more wow, more. Uh, do we talk about the fact that I finished Alan Wake? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember if I finished it before last week or if I finished it last weekend. I think you finished it last weekend. Okay. So that is that has been complete. Alan Wake two has been completed. Um. No, I finished it before. Because talking about how uh, I got hit with the new game stuff to like do the DLC or whatever, the new game plus that had gotten announced or whatever, and I I was like I don't want to go back through for the couple things that changed mm-hmm. for like yeah. the extra story beats or whatever. But either way, still I can't recommend that game enough. Probably gonna be my game of the year, which we will discuss uh, in our final episode of 2023 because we got one more to go. Yeah, that's gonna be awful because I have no, I have literally oh, I no know. contribution. I know we could we'll try we'll find we'll figure out something to do. We might do you, something. We might do what something we'll stupid. do is you, we could do you do your genuine game of the year, and I'll just do game of the year. Like all of my decisions will be based on like, uh my reading of the industry essentially it, like it'll either be that or what would be what would be really funny is you blindside me with categories <laughs> and i have to just, just random come, and i have to just come up with a game that that wins that just but it's just like like game uh, with the best use of the right joystick right just arbit <laughs> just arbitrary things where i'm like <laughs> Nate's entirely made up Game Awards of 2023. Uh, or just you know, we'll come up with a dumb tier list or silly quiz or something to do because it's yeah. just the end of the year fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and tier lists are always entertaining for us, always. Uh, but yeah, that'll be. It's been that. It's been the show end of the year uh, brigade. Uh, working my way through like a Dragon Gaiden. I mean, I'm, I think like a, like a midway point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in chapter three. I think there's only five chapters of like the main story, not counting all the, yeah. it's Yakuza. So tons of sides, the books worth of side stuff. Um, yeah, we will, uh, we'll see here. Cause I'll have, uh, yeah, I got the week to kind of catch up and do a lot of other. Don't want to get behind, but also still want to play a few other things. Just like small things, like closer to like hobby games of just, I'm going to play some Marvel Snap and like, yeah, whatever. But yep. So that's, uh, that's all we got then. We will see you guys for one last episode of 2023 next week. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.